The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals or restores. He has many names that reveals His character. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, A Man After God's Own Heart. Speak the Word. I'd like to read a few of these verses from the voice translation. In Ephesians verse 10, we begin with, said, Finally, brothers and sisters, draw your strength and might from God. Put on the full armor of God to protect yourselves from the devil and his evil schemes. In verse 12, it says, We're not waging war against enemies of flesh and blood alone. No, Paul said, this battle is against tyrants and against authorities and against superpowers, supernatural powers. And let me stop here and, and uh, emphasize this. A lot of people are not aware that we are in a battle. We are in a spiritual battle and we're in the battle for our lives, for our own very lives. We're in this battle. And I can't mention so many things because I don't want to make, you know, uh, cause people to get into fear. But there's a lot of things going on that some of us don't even know about. But it's a, it's a spiritual battle. It's to take us out. Yeah, it's, it's the devil's plan to take us out. Like I said, he said he's against the tyrants and against authorities and against supernatural powers and demon princes that slither in the darkness of this world and against wicked spiritual armies that lurk in heavenly places. And this is why you need to be head to toe, from head to toe, in the full armor of God so that you can resist, resist during these evil days and be fully prepared to hold your ground. And verse 16 said, Don't forget to raise the shield of faith above all else so that you'll be able to extinguish those flaming darts that's hurled by, at you by the enemy. He said, Take also the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Saints, although the devil and his demons are destined for destruction, we all know what his end is because we know that hell was created for Satan. It was not created for God's children. It was created for Satan. So even though we're all aware of the fact that his, desti his destination is destruction, they are, he's, they are serious threats right now. Right now, they're serious threats and must be resisted and must be beaten back. Paul knew that the real dangers was not against flesh and blood. So Paul was saying, the best offensive weapons to have are the words of God and prayer. Brothers and sisters, we are entering a time when we're going to need this knowledge more than ever before. The knowledge of God's word and how to keep yourselves armed with God's armor. And the best one to help us do that is our pastor and keeping our nose our nose in the Word of God. No pastor can do it all. But we do our part, and then it's left up to you to do your part. Are you hearing me? Do not expect to get everything that you need in one sitting. It's going to take a lot of sittings, and it's going to take a lot of you keeping your nose in the Word instead of your nose where it doesn't belong. Are you hearing me? 
We've got our nose stuck so much in gossip and the news and the virus and everything else that's going on. We don't have time for God. Only when we need him do we call out to him. But thank God we have a loving father that loves us and he's faithful. He says even when we're unfaithful. Thank God that he does not treat us like humans treats us. You know, humans, you know, they have something against you. They might not speak to you for a year or maybe never. But thank God our father's not that way. He says, the knowledge of God's word and how to keep ourselves armed with God's armor. And the best one to help us do that, like I said, is our pastor and keeping our nose in the word. God has called and anointed men and women to help you keep your armor on, to teach you how to resist the devil and keep him under your feet. In other words, the ministers of the Lord will teach you how to apply God's word to your circumstances. God said in his word that his children are being destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea 4, 6. Remember that Paul counsels us to take care, according to 2 Corinthians 2, 11. He says, lest Satan takes advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Saints, here are just a few of his devices and tricks. The devil depresses you. The devil will depress you with burdens too hard for you to bear. He will bring sicknesses upon you, financial difficulties, and anything that will burden you down. The devil will distract you with things you need the least. The things you thought might think you need the most, but yet need the least. And all he's trying to do is to get your focus on the wrong things, the things of the world. And for you to put value on the wrong things. This is one of the devil's favorite ploys. He says, it's okay. He says, it's okay. Let them have their faith and let them cherish it in some corner of their little hearts. But don't let them pay much attention to it. Keep them busy with worldly problems and pursuits. And he does a good job at that. Keeping us focused on worldly things and pursuits rather than him. Focusing on the things around them. Right now, he has your focus on the virus and the state that our country's in. But brothers and sisters, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. We are at war. Satan hates you. He hates me, and he wants to destroy us. We must be aware of the devil's devices, his weapons and tactics, because our spiritual battle, our spiritual life depends on it. Are you hearing me? Your very life depends on it. I'm going to use what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, to talk about the call of a pastor, and also talk about how you, as a congregation, can help by coming along beside a pastor and keep him lifted up and aid him in his calling. This means support. When I say come along beside of it, I'm saying this means support in every area, in every area, including finances. For we all know that even though God's servants are here to serve you, they need, even though we're here, we're here to serve you. But even so, we need your help. They need your help, and we need your help in taking the word to the lost. It is everyone's calling. Not only really a pastor's calling, but everybody that's a Christian, that's a believer, everybody that's a believer, it's your calling. And and 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, Paul told Timothy in New King James, he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead and his appearing and his kingdom. He said, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. He said, convince, rebuke and exhort with long suffering and teaching. For the time will come 
when they will not endure sound doctrines, but according to their own desires. Because, he says, they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Verse 5 says, they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But Timothy, he said, you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Saints, I'm going to break this down and share with you today what Paul was talking about. But first, I'd like to read these same verses from the Message Translation Bible. In 2 Timothy 4, 5, Paul told Timothy, he said, I can't impress this on you too strongly. He said, God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everything, everyone living and dead. He has the same one. He is about to break into the open with his rule. So proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch. He says, challenge, warn, challenge the people, warn the people and urge your people. He says, don't ever keep quit. He said, just keep it simple. And Timothy, he said, you're going to find there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. They'll turn their backs on truth and chase after mirages. But you, Timothy, keep your eyes on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive, he said, and do a thorough job as God's servant. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, Paul was encouraging Timothy to be persistent in his teachings, regardless of whether or not they were being received with a hot or cold reception. Some messages that I give, some of them received um, with a hot reception. In other words, good, and some with a cold reception. Because sometimes we preach and might step on your toes. But as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must do as we're called to do. We must teach as he gives us utterance. Because if we're not teaching as the Lord gives us utterance, we might as well sit down. Because it's really not going to help you any at all. You should always seek a church or or some place that you can go that is teaching the truth, the Word of God. You don't want to go some place just because it makes you feel good. Feeling good is not going to help you, believe me. It's not going to help. I've been in the feel-good churches. I've been in dead churches. I've been in a lot of churches. But there's churches that you need to be in. And it doesn't matter the size. It's never about the size. God never counts the people. It's the heart that he looks at. Hallelujah. I'll also add that no matter how many come to hear God's word, Paul told Timothy that there would come a time when people would not want to hear the truth and that people with itching ears would oppose sound doctrine because it didn't suit their own desires. Paul was preparing Timothy for the time when the people would only be interested in the doctrine that merely scratches itching ears and they would care nothing, he said, for the truth. And their concern would only be, it sounds good. Mm -hmm. I've turned my TV on and flipped to a station. I thought, that sounds good. But then when you sit there and maybe you don't need long, maybe a minute or two, you thought, well, that sounds good, but I don't really think I want to listen to that. And I thank God that he gives us a choice. We can choose to set up under such teachings or we can just flip the channel, turn it off or whatever. Praise God. 
A good example of this is found in 1 Kings 22, 5 through 8, New Living Bible. This is with King Jehoshaphat of Judah and King Ahab of Israel. In 1 Kings 22, 5 through 8, you will see here how the Lord allowed over 400 prophets to prophesy falsehoods. I spoke a little on this at the revival last Friday, so I'm not going to preach the whole message over again. But you know, God did not trick Ahab. He offered him a choice to believe a lie or believe the truth. You can read it for yourself. We have been given that same choice, saints. God gives us choices every day. We can choose. We are now living in such a time that Paul was telling Timothy about in chapter 4. A time where no matter where you look, there are teachers and preachers using the word of God for their own personal gain. In Matthew 21, 10 through 14, the Lord showed me about, gave me, actually gave me a revelation about today's money changers. Today we have the modern day money changers. A lot of people don't think about this, but a lot of the churches are used in their congregation. It, it really is called the modern day money changers. A lot of this oil that they're selling and this they're selling and that they're selling and they're claiming, you know, it has something to do with the Lord and it only does is line in their pockets. They're not teaching the full truth of God's word. There's always been modern day money changers. It went from Jesus's day and we know what Jesus did. It says in verse 10 and 11 in the New Living Bible says the entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Talk about Jesus. And they said, who is this? They asked. Verse 11 said, and the crowds replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And in the message translation from verse 12 and 14, it says, Jesus went straight to the temple and threw out everyone who had set up shop, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of long sharks and the stalls of dove merchants. He quoted this text. He said, my house was designated a house of prayer. You have made it a hangout, he said, for thieves. After Jesus, <laughs> and you know, and this is true, like I said, it's true today. It's amazing how things, some things never change. They, they get a new look. They've got, we've got a modern look to it. And, and it sounds good. It looks good. And people are falling for it. They think that if they buy this oil or if they buy this robe or if they buy whatever they're selling, that it's going to make, build their relationship with the Lord. But there are some things that you can't, your Bible, and there's nothing wrong with your, you know, you got to have your Bible. There's nothing wrong with anointing oil. There's nothing wrong with this, not the other. But it's not the product so much that they're selling. It's the promise that they're putting behind it. The promise that they're putting behind these things that they're selling to you online and a lot of the ministries has nothing to do with whether or not God heals you. That's right. Amen. Right. Amen. And it has nothing to do with the fact that where God's going to prosper you financially. Amen. You can't buy God. Amen. You can't buy him. Yes. As a matter of fact, I think when you're praying for a particular thing, where you're praying for a healing in your body or a financial breakthrough, instead of just focusing on that, just begin to praise God. Mm -hmm. Just begin to praise Him and talk about how one, tell Him how wonderful He is. Yes. And I believe the next thing you know, you're going to find this problem that you had is being taken care of. Amen. It's not about buying God. He can't be sold. That's right. Are you hearing me? Amen. Don't, don't fall for these things. And they're getting worse. They're getting worse. <laughs> But don't fall for him. It says, after Jesus ran all of these out, in verse 14, it says, now there was room for the blind 
and crippled to get in. And they came to Jesus and he healed them all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Paul viewed the false teachers in Ephesus as charlatans who changed their messages when it was to their best interest to do so. And nothing's changed. There are ministers, like I said, are still doing the same thing. They changed their message to suit their own needs. They were salesmen of religious ideas, experts at wetting people's appetites for their own ideas. Sound doctrine is the eternal, unchanging truth about God and the gospel. And you might say, well, Pastor Joe, why are you talking to me about all these things that other pastors are doing and about all these salesmen of religious ideas and about the money, modern money changers? I'm trying to help you. you I, put your money someplace else. <laughs> if nothing else, go, go buy a meal for somebody on the street. That's right. Put it to good use because God does not work that way. I'm telling you, he does not work that way. It sounds good. It looks good. They only want your money. And they're taking text out of context and using it. Your pastor and my pastor has been called and anointed like Timothy to preach the gospel in season and out of season. But as anointed as he is, he needs your help. He is anointed and he's gifted, but yet he still needs help. Because no matter how anointed he is or how anointed I am, neither of us can get the work done that we have been called to do without some good leadership in place to accomplish it. Are you hearing me? And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 tells us that two are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. Because if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. I know I can testify to that even with my relationship with my husband, David. Thank God we don't usually have bad days at the same time. <laughs> it's different. Some days, maybe my day didn't go the way I'd like for it to go. Or maybe I'm feeling a little discouraged and I need a little somebody to need him to encourage me. And so David, he'll talk to me, he'll encourage me, and he'll get me back on the track. He'll get me back on the right path again. And maybe sometimes David comes home and maybe his day at work didn't go exactly the way he wanted it to go. So I'm there to encourage him, to lift him up, to just, you know, just to lift him up. Tell him how great I think he is and that he's doing a good job. And, you know, and of course, I never tell him like he tells me, you know, to pull myself up by my bootstraps. <laughs> I'm nicer. <laughs> he hasn't done that lately. Uh, apparently, I've improved. <laughs> I'm getting better, but <laughs> we're working on it. We'll never reach perfection. We'll never arrive. That's right. So we're always working on it, whether you're a pastor or uh, whatever you are, where you're a preacher, teacher, doesn't matter. You're, you're uh, humble servants for the Lord, and that's who you're working for, and that's who you're wanting to please. Yes. And, uh, and hopefully we can please the ones we're preaching to, but the main one is the Father. He says, but someone who falls along is in real trouble. You know, it, it, it's good when you have somebody to come along beside of you. I don't care how gifted you are or how much anointed you have on your life or how much of a call you have on your life. You can only go so far alone. True. I want to say that again. You can only go so far alone. Amen. Saints, you have to encourage your pastor and his wife. You have to treat them with the highest respect and the highest regards. You have no idea what a pastor must go through in order to preach the word or and especially even more so in a pastor that has a congregation 
that's dependent on him. Mine's a little bit different. I can come in and preach and leave. <laughs> or I can go to another church, which I have for the last few weeks, and preach, and then I can leave. But as a pastor, you have to keep coming back week after week. But you don't ever know what's going on in that pastor's life. You don't know the obstacles that I went through all week trying to you know, put this message together so I could come in here and be the humble servant that God has called me to be, and that's to be a teacher of His Word. He's called me to encourage you. He's called me to give you the Word of God. He's called me to instruct you in His way and to give you knowledge. Because like He said, my people are perishing or being destroyed for the lack of it. And so without knowledge, you are going to be destroyed because the enemy is going to wipe you out. And He don't care how He does it. He's going to try to take you down. And he's, been, he's always been doing a good job, but he's done a better job over the last year or two than ever that I have seen. But I tell you what, we're not down. No. We're not down. Amen. He doesn't know who he's messing with. True. A lot of people look around and say, well, don't look like God is doing anything. God is working. God is working behind the scenes because if God wasn't working behind the scene, it'd be a lot worse than it is. Believe you me, it would be a lot worse. Because he would allow the enemy to already take over. And I read in scripture this morning that those that's in authority, those leaders and things that think they're so good, he said, you put them on the scale of very light. He says, they're not what you think they are. And so we don't have to be worried about that. The Lord knows what's going on. He's already begun to straighten it out. And he's going to continue. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake us. He's always going to be here with us. He's always going to surround us, and He's always going to send divine connections across your path to help you when you need it the most. You don't have to be a pastor to have a divine connection. God knows your needs. He knows your needs, but even before you know what that need is. And He's already lined up someone or something to help you. Praise the Lord. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. You've been listening to author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, on today's edition of Speak the Word. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Generous contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back in just a moment. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. Do you need God's help perhaps like never before? In this book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help by Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation of $10 or more. Or we can send you today's message on CD free. It's our gift to you. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministry, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or give us a call and make a tax-deductible donation with your debit or credit card. One of our friendly staff is standing by right now, ready to answer your call. 
Our ministry telephone number is 855-505-2297. That's toll-free at 855-505-2297. You can also email Pastor Joe and her team at speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a closing prayer. Father, we thank you for all the divine connections that you bring across our path connections that will help us fulfill the calling that you have on our life. Lord, help us to get a revelation that our battle is not with flesh and blood, but it is with the devil and his demons. And even though they're destined for destruction, they can be a hindrance to our calling now. Lord, help us to understand that our best offensive action is with the word of God and prayer. Father, I pray as a child of God that I'll not be ignorant to Satan's devices and know that one of his favorite ploys is to keep us busy, focusing on the things of the world, keeping us busy with worldly problems and pursuits, keeping us busy so we don't recognize that we're in a spiritual battle, but we are indeed at war. Father, help us to be more aware of the devil's devices, weapons, and his tactics, for our spiritual life depends on our awareness. We ask you, O Lord, to magnify our spirit of discernment so we'll be quick to recognize these false teachers and preachers that are using your word for their own personal gain. These false teachers are nothing more than salesmen with religious ideas and experts at deceiving us. Help us, O Lord, to be more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit to make sure that our foundation is in Christ Jesus, our rock. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word of God 